You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 91. I'm your host, Master Weight Loss Coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I'm going to coach you and teach you how to end your emotional eating, how to bust through your binges, and how to leave all your overeating habits in the past. So if you just found me, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. I appreciate you being here. So today we're going to talk about this question. How do you handle your weight loss obstacles? Get comfortable and get ready to be coached. This episode of Weight Loss Made Real is brought to you by the Freedom Group. The Freedom Group is a coaching group that helps you pursue the goals of ending emotional eating, losing extra weight, and bringing more happiness into your life. With me as your coach and a beautiful group of women just like you for support and accountability. So check the show notes for more information on the Freedom Group. Here's what we're going to cover today. We're going to talk about what the typical things are that might derail your efforts to eat well, to manage your mood so that you don't eat emotionally, and maybe your goal of nourishing yourself without food. These are the categories of things that come up for most people I work with. And we're going to take a look at what happens when they do come up. What is an obstacle in your way and what is simply a well-practiced excuse? How do you find a role model who might be doing exactly what you want to be doing? And how can you use someone else's success to drive you and inspire you instead of shut you down with comparisons and judgment? And then we're going to look at how to evaluate exactly what's holding you back and how to take care of it. So let's look first right now at the difference between an obstacle and an excuse. I want you to listen to the definitions I'm going to talk about, but I want you to also really look at how each of these methods of coping makes you feel. If you look up in a dictionary, obstacle, you'll see that it says that it's a thing that blocks your way or prevents you from doing something, or hinders progress. It could be a barrier, or a hurdle, or a stumbling block, an obstruction. If you look up excuse, you might see something like a justifying explanation of a fault or a defect. Like when you say to somebody, what's your excuse for being late? It might mean an alibi, or a plea, or your defense, your explanation, your rationalization. The two of these words sound kind of similar, but the way that you use them is going to have a profound effect on what you do when you run into something that's holding you back from what you're trying to do. So notice the reaction you have when you think of each word. Now, we're all different, but for me, when I think of an excuse, it feels like an explanation for why I did something or why I didn't do something. And it stops right there. I don't think it's conducive for taking me to a place where I feel responsible for my outcome. It just gives me a reason why I can't reach my outcome. Now, on the other hand, when I think of an obstacle, 
I actually try to imagine a physical obstacle, like a big boulder in the road, and I need to find a way to get around it to continue my journey. And when I think of it that way, it suggests that I find a way, that I don't just look at the boulder and turn around, but that I figure out how to go around it. So when we think about anything, what we're doing is we give our brain instructions. If we're suggesting to ourselves, to our brain, in the instructions we're giving ourselves, that we figure something out, most likely we will. We will come up with an answer, even if it's not an immediate answer. But if we suggest to ourselves, well, here's the reason, that's it, period, then we're not encouraging our brains to search for a new answer. We tend then to just give up and accept the stop sign that we just encountered. We can also think of it this way. An excuse is like a red light. Stop, go home, no point in trying to go any further. And we can think of an obstacle more like a yellow light, which means slow down, proceed with caution, but at some point you will definitely be able to proceed. The way that we handle things makes us pause in our weight loss journey. And that determines whether we sit down in the road and stop or find a new route and keep going. I see this all the time with my private clients and in the Freedom Group that some people, when they run into obstacles, in fact, everybody does run into obstacles as they're learning new ways to think, but some people brainstorm how to get around them. They start thinking, all right, what can I try? What can I do next? They don't just turn around and go back to searching for the next miracle solution to eating too much food. Now, some people do this naturally, but even if it does not come naturally to you, it's a learnable skill, directing your mind towards looking for a way around an obstacle versus sitting with an excuse. So when you say to yourself or when you think, oh, I just have no time for this, I want you to ask yourself if anyone out there is doing what you want to be doing. Because if anyone out there is doing what you want to be doing, then this is simply an obstacle that you need to find the answer to. You need to brainstorm how to overcome the obstacle. If your thought might be that you don't know how to achieve your goal, and here we're talking about an eating goal, and if you approach it as an obstacle, you're more likely to search for a solution. You're going to listen to these coaching sessions. You'll read, you'll research, and then you'll take steps until it works, until you get the result you want. You won't stop until you're there. But in general, if you tell yourself an excuse like, oh, I just don't know how, I can't figure this out, then in a sense, you're kind of absolving yourself of responsibility for figuring the problem out. This leads you to give up and it leads you to stop looking for an answer and seeing what works. Now let's look at what might commonly throw you off track in your efforts to eat, think, and love yourself. You know, those are the three main components of my program. You might say to yourself, there's no time. I don't know how. I have no one to help me. I keep failing. I'm just disappointed in myself. You might think there's something wrong with me and have that as a belief 
a really deeply ingrained belief, or maybe you didn't prepare, you have no food available, you get overly hungry, or maybe you're just thinking, I don't care. And all of these are things that can throw you off track in your effort to make progress in changing how you eat, how you manage your moods, and how you care for you. So whatever reason you give for not being able to do what's required of you to get the results you want are either obstacles or excuses. Having no time can be an excuse if you don't make an effort to look at your time and figure out how and when you will do what you need. Telling yourself you have no time can also simply be an obstacle if it spurs you to look at the way you think about time and figure out how to do something that you really want to do. Both function to stop you temporarily, but one is overcomable and the other one shuts you down and keeps you stuck. Now, what if you're telling yourself, I just can't do this. I need help and I have no idea where to turn. If you're used to making excuses, not having enough support is going to stop you. You'll think, I can't do this alone. But if you view the support issue as an obstacle, you're going to be motivated then to talk to friends and talk to family and maybe look at groups that might help help you get what you need. Maybe you're telling yourself that you keep failing, so why bother trying? That is an excuse that will stop you. But if you can see that somebody out there is doing what you want to be doing, then there must be a way to do it that you simply don't know yet. And then you'll keep looking for the right combination of things you need to succeed. What if you tell yourself, it's me. Something's wrong with me. I simply can't do this. Well, you can stop there. And that would definitely prove yourself right. Or you can switch over to the obstacle view and see it this way. Whatever reason there is that I haven't solved this eating problem so far, well, it's just a problem to be solved. I've solved other life issues and I can do this one too. Let's say you're running into the issue of not having food available and you get hungry and you have nothing in your house because you didn't think ahead, well, this is a good learning point. Even a fail, like being so hungry that you're destined to overeat, doesn't mean you have to give up. It simply means that you fall down because you didn't do what you needed to do, but it's a great opportunity to not use this as an excuse to stay down, but to get up and resolve to solve this obstacle. How do other people have food they need when they need it? How do they plan ahead? And how do they read their hunger in enough time ahead to respond to their bodies? This is an obstacle that you can figure out. And as our last example, what if you're thinking something like, oh, I just don't care. In this moment of choice, I don't care what I should do or what I should eat. I simply don't care. Well, if you let it go at that, then you're simply using your lower brain as an excuse to stop. Your lower brain will always tell you things like, oh, it doesn't matter anyway. You really don't want this. Who cares? You can always start tomorrow. If you view these thoughts as an obstacle, you can figure out 
what to do with your incorrect mental programming and turn it around. These are just habitual, meaningless thoughts. What works is finding a role model who's doing what you want to be doing. I once saw an ad in a magazine, and I don't remember the exact wording, but it was something like this. It was for fitness equipment, and it said something like this. Someone out there is doing what you are telling yourself you cannot do. There's always something that you wish you could be doing, but you may be in the habit of creating excuses for yourself, rationalizations for not doing it, while someone out there right now is actually doing it. They might have the same obstacles as you, but viewing them as obstacles spurs them into action, finding solutions and accepting that it might not be easy. It might not happen on the first try, but their mission and your mission is to figure out what works rather than just accept that you're stopped in your tracks. I want you to view that pause as temporary while your brain gets to work looking for a solution. I want you to consider using someone else's success to inspire you instead of shut you down with self-judgments and comparisons, which feels awful. So how do you find a role model? How do you find someone who's doing what you wish you could do? I don't want you to look for a movie star or a model or some super wealthy person who has a chef and a trainer and someone to pretty much walk them through life. That's not how most of us live. So I want you to think of just an average person who's doing what you want to be doing and think, what are they thinking? Maybe you can actually ask them. Can you study them? Can you imagine what their internal conversations might be? And imagine how they turn their excuses into obstacles. I don't want you to allow yourself to dwell in the land of what should I have done? I could have done this. I should have done this. Don't stay there because it's not useful. Again, it just keeps you ruminating about what you're not doing right. And instead, just ask yourself right now, what can you do right now? What thinking can you adjust? How can you train your mind to want to figure things out instead of giving up? Giving up is just a habit. Looking for solutions is also a habit, and it's as available to you as it is to anyone in the world. When we take responsibility for what we're doing instead of making excuses, it actually feels really good. It's not the same as blame. It's just acknowledging that you're in charge of you and what you do and what you think and the result that you create. I want you to own that fact because that will free you up to make changes that your role model is making. Maybe it's natural and maybe they worked on it. We don't know. We can only imagine. So how do you evaluate what's holding you back and take care of it? Well, let's just say that you have a goal to eat in a certain way, or maybe it's a goal to move your body. Maybe it's a goal to look at your moods more objectively and compassionately, or just to take better care of yourself. And then something goes wrong. Something doesn't work and you're stumped. Right away, I want you to take apart the problem. 
what are the facts? Not your story about them, but the facts, the facts that everyone would agree on. And then really look at what is holding you back specifically. What are you thinking? What are you believing about yourself and your capabilities to resolve this problem? And that is where your work is. What needs to change to do what your role model might be doing? What do you need to think, to feel, and to believe that can make this possible for you? And you need to commit to stop giving up. Stop using that boulder in the road as an excuse to turn around and go home. I want you to develop an attitude of, I'll figure this out. And then right away today, start practicing that attitude because life throws us curveballs and problems and challenges every single day. So there's a lot of opportunity to practice. Let's talk about what I want you to focus on for this coming week. What have you been trying to do that's not working? Just one thing. I want you to isolate it. I want you to write it down and now ask, what is the excuse I have been believing? Why have I been telling myself that I can't do this? And what has to happen for me to believe that I can? Think of your role model. Your role model doesn't have to know that they're your role model. They can be your secret role model. And then slip into acting just as if you were thinking like them. Stop hiding behind the excuse, the reason that you can't do whatever it is you're trying to do, and start looking at that problem as that obstacle that your role model would solve, that boulder in the road that you're going to figure out how to get around or how to move. And if they can do it, so can you. Don't worry if it takes a few tries to solve a problem. Think about how many failed experiments it took hundreds or thousands of scientists and inventors to finally come up with their discoveries and inventions. And try to look at it as a game. Just keep playing the game, not hiding and giving up when you run into your obstacle. That is it for our coaching session today. And you know what you're going to be thinking about and focusing on this week. Before you go, just a quick reminder to check the show notes, because in them I tell you about some different ways to continue to learn with me and to get a free downloadable copy of my full-length book, Clearing Your Path to Permanent Weight Loss. I do hope to see you back here next week, where we will continue to work on both your emotional eating and your binge eating step-by-step until they both become something you used to do, because we both know that is your goal. So for now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real, just like you, and I will see you next week.